thank God for his word that is always coming to us, pouring out like a fountain, so that as many who are thirsty can quench their thirst, and those who are hungry can fill their bellies again, to have the strength to walk with God. Have you noticed something with whenever the Pharisees attack Jesus? You know, whenever they are attacking Jesus, they will not always go to him straight. They will always go to the disciples of Jesus. Why does your master do this? Why does your master do that? And they will pour now their anger on the disciples. And even though sometimes Jesus is not even close to them, the Bible always says that Jesus perceived in his spirit. And from wherever he is, he will answer. He will not even allow the disciples to argue with them. Because he understands how vulnerable they are. He knows they are not free the training. He knows they lack the resources to give. So I see that eagerness to always defend his disciples. Why does your disciples eat here the corn on the Sabbath? He just came in. He said, How can the guests, you know, fast when the bridegroom is around? When the bridegroom is taken away, then they will fast. For me, it touches me so much. It touches me. I don't know about you. To see the way he's ever eager to defend his own. He has this sense of, this is mine. And I must defend it. He said, I will lay down my life, my sheep. If the love of Christ has not captured your heart yet and has conquered you, sorry. You, have, you, have, you, have, you still have a long way to go. When you truly describe this love, you cannot be your, you can't be your real self again. Something happens to you. Something must happen to you. You must have a counter. And you know what? When that love hits your soul, no devil can look into your eyes. I tell you, you will receive what they call the perfect love of Christ. That has no fear. All this trembling here and there, all these unnecessary agitations in your spirit, anger, and the rest, is a sign that your soul is hungry. You need food. And the food that the soul feeds on is not uh, meat pile and Coca Cola and uh, egg roll. It's the love of Christ. That love he still displayed again, even as the Lord moves to answer the rebellious people who are asking that they want a king like other pagan nations. God said, okay, no problem. Saul, no problem. Uh, Samuel, let us give them the king, the demand. And the Lord led Samuel. And there was a man of the Benjamin whose name was Kish, and the son of Abiel, and son of Zero, of the Bekorat, son of Aphia. A Benjaminite. A man of wealth. You see, a man of wealth. Say, I'll be wealthy. Do you desire that at all? Are you sure? <laughs> and he had a son whose name was Saul, a handsome young man. And then they lost the donkey, and the father asked him, Please go and look for my donkey. He searching for the donkey. He didn't know that that was a way of God orchestrating that he meets with 
Samuel who are anointing king. And look at when they see her, saw Samuel at the gate, you know, coming to ask questions. The Lord said, this is him whom I have called to be king over my people. Anoint him. Here is the man of whom I spoke to you. He is he who rule over my people. When God chooses you, God asks question, what did he see in you that made him to choose you? Even that you are a Christian today, it's because he chose you. If he didn't choose you, maybe some of us will be, will be devious at our villages. Who knows? Yes. Some will be dedicated to some shrines. But because he chose you, grace has coerced you somehow until you have found yourself where you are today. What did he say in you? You have to honor that thing he saw in you because the day you lose it, you lose everything. And so the Lord said, this is the man I have what? I have appointed to rule over my people. And then Samuel took the oil and anointed him, prince over his people. And he shall reign over the people of the Lord, and you shall, you shall save them from the hand of their enemies around about. Now, other translation will say, and he shall rule over my heritage. I prefer that translation than, than this one here. Because God called the people of Israel his what? So what God's heritage, what God's, you know, treasure. So he should rule over his heritage and to protect it from all the what the enemies round about them. Because, you know, Israel is at the center of a terrorist group of nations up to today. We are God's heritage. He loves us. He loves me. I know it. I don't need anyone to come and tell me. I know he knows me. He loves me. He manifests himself to me. I don't joke with it. I won't allow any human being to ever interfere with what I've discovered in him. You have to understand that. This is what the Lord ministered to Samuel. And when he anointed him, Saul took over. Thank God it was even God who chose Saul. But as time went on, what happened to Saul? God chose for a purpose. What happened? At the point this same God said, Samuel, still enduring Samuel's regime. He said, this one I have rejected. God can call you. God can love you. Anoint you. Bless you. Favor you. If you mess up. He will reject you. Maybe by the grace of God tomorrow, we shall find out. What made him say, this one I have rejected? The same person who ordained you, if you like, the same person who ordained you. What happened? What is that thing that can make somebody whom God has blessed, all of a sudden, God abandons the person? We shall find out. So don't take the love of God for your life for granted. Don't take it for granted. Nurture it. No wonder he says to his disciples, as the Father has loved me, 
So I have loved you. He now gave the last statement there. He said, remain in my love. You are the one to make that decision. You are the one to hook to that decision. It's not meant for lazy people. It's not meant for people who are careless. It's not meant for people who have not decided the type of life to live. It's meant for people who have made up their minds. It's people who have decided that, is it good, is it bad? I'm on the side of the Lord, no matter how dark it is. Yes. That's the reality. That's the reality. And we must stick to it. We must stick to it. Look at that love again manifest in the gospel. I didn't come for the righteous. I came for sinners. Why are we condemning sinners? Amen. Amen. I know you are in my group. Look at them. Bad, bad people. Look at them. Causing trouble. You know, you know how we judge sinners now? We judge those who are not righteous like us. Maybe you're in the place where you're the only holy person around. They be bragging. At least I know myself. I know myself. I'm better than all these people here. <laughs> if you don't say it, your attitude says it. Mr. Righteous, Mrs. Righteous. And you open your mouth and you begin to slash. And you look at yourself and say, I know myself for some time now. I know how I've been serving my God. And because of that, how can this one, how can this riffraff come and be standing before me? You know, we brag all those things sometimes in our mind. Oh, sorry, you are making a very big mistake. He <laughs> will say, he will pass you and go for that sinner. Jesus will come in, two persons, you will be standing. A hell of will be standing. He will see and say, how are you? <laughs> he will just pass you. You are no longer consequential. And that's what he did. He went and then called Matthew. Finally, another point here the Lord is teaching me is, he says that there are many other tax collectors which I may not have what it takes to start going to them. I will pick one of them and train him and send him to his group. One spiritual man who was training us some time ago in the past, you know, many of us were so zealous. Ah, when we become the anointed, we will go out to the streets. We will go to all these bad, bad places. Eh? All the places, all the joints where you have uh, all these guys who are smoking, all these places you have all these salads, we will go and preach to them. The man said, if you do it, you will kill yourself. But uh, the Lord has anointed us. He said, no. What we'll do is pick one of them, raise him, train him, send him back. He has the capacity because he's been there before. He knows how to manage them. He understands their language and their psychology. You that have been trained in a very straight way, eh? the day you go there, they will be the one to evangelize you. St. Jude says, saving them with what? Saving them from the fire. So you have to prepare yourself with a fire guard for you to be able to save them from fire. Don't ever say you are too strong. Even when you say, I know myself, you don't even know yourself. You don't even know yourself. Paul said he who thinks he's strong should be careful. So the more you feel you are strong, the more you should be careful. Praise the Lord. The more your heart begins to tell you, you are beginning to receive a note in your heart. Oh, I am strong. I'm doing well. I know myself. Yes, I know where I'm coming from. I know I'm going to. You see, that's the more reason you should be more careful, lest you fall. So I appreciate God for His love that is ever, you know, that is overwhelming. 
He loves us. He loves me so much. His eyes is fixed on me all the time. I have become his treasure. That's what the Bible says. I have become his treasure. And the Bible says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So I'm his treasure and his heart is towards me. And so we pray at this mass that we discover this love more and more and allow it to overwhelm us. When that love comes upon you and you truly understand it, there are things about this life that you hold so much on to. They will make no sense to you again. Somebody hurt you. You are frowning face. You are angry. You carry it in your heart. All those things are signs that you have not received that love yet. Okay? And you have a case with somebody. You begin to wish the person in your heart secretly may something terrible happen to the person. And eventually if something happens, you are rejoicing inside. Oh, no, 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 no. You are still very, very far. You are still very, very far. Oh, you still have a pride in you that someone can hurt. He said, no, 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 you can't come to this area of my life. No, I can't take this. No, no, I can't take this. This is the, I can't accept this. That's the, a little pride that is hiding his head in your soul. If you still have such sensitive areas, ah, no, 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 no. It's the sign that you need to help yourself out of that cage. You know, it's a cage that keeps you down. You will not make much sense to God with that type of reality. But Jesus said, learn from me. From what? For I'm meek and humble of heart. If he emptied himself, why are you still carrying yourself? You too should empty yourself. And allow the love of God to fill your heart. And you know what? That love, Romans chapter 5, verse 5 says, cannot what? Disappoint us. And so we draw strength at this master to walk in this love and allow it to be a testimony of our lives as God's children. We make our prayers through Christ our Lord.